So long as we think we can win a competition in which other people are the opposition, we have lost, if not the battle, at least any sense of scale. Beating other people does not make us a winner, it makes us oppressors. By our win, we make many others into losers. Our winning turns them and us into sources of risk. Competitions create competitors from those who could be helpers. God requires we see people, not as the enemy, not even as friends, but as assets of God. People exist for a purpose and their purpose is not to be beaten by you. People were not made so a few winners can stand on the podium, triumphant. To win a battle is to lose the war. All war is a gamble and just by competing we play the devil's game. Life is not a race or a contest. If five people compete for the same slice of pie, one will eat and four will miss out. This may seem a win for one person, but the perception is an optical illusion. The race goes not to the swift or the strong but he who endures. This is why there are no competitors in a lifeboat. The next time we meet these people, the competition will be worse. The outcome may be worse also. After a competition, competitors become a threat. All threats have to be neutralized, even anything in us that stands in the way of our victory, needs to be beaten. This is why everyone who engages in a competition, loses in the end. No one can rid themselves of all risk. Loss is guaranteed. If we wish to eliminate competition, we must divest ourselves of commercial property. What we cannot rationalize is wrong. We have no right to what we cannot legitimately possess. The ownership of commercial property is based on a lie. The state cannot license property to you, and you cannot unilaterally claim you own something you did not create. Property ownership is a prize, but it is a prize no one legitimately wins. This is why commercial property ownership creates competition, friction and conflict. If there is a competition then the stance we have taken regarding something is contested. If our ownership is put at risk it is because our ownership of it was never legitimate, it was never justified. Property ownership gives some people the illusion they have scored a victory or won a contest. They did not win, they lost more than they can imagine. Mankind must fulfill his purpose. We cannot do this while we compete with all other human beings. Getting rich is not a universal purpose, it cannot be, it is a contest a few win at, while billions of other people are made pawns. Progress implies direction. If no purpose exists in our life, our lives have lost the capacity for progress. But wealth is not a direction. Competition does not give mankind a purpose. We must rationalize what we are doing if what we do is to make sense. This means what we choose to do must fit into a coherent narrative. A universal competition of all against all may appear to explain things, but the narrative prevents any explanation from emerging. If a purpose can be arrived at, it is possible to create a universal and all-encompassing theory of everything. If not, then we really are in a universal competition of all against all. This dichotomy goes deeper than some imagine. If there is no universal purpose or first-order principle to which all persons need to subscribe or be alienated from reason, the alternative is naturalism. If there is no purpose in life, then life is red in tooth and claw and a competition of all against all. This is not a plausible deduction. Naturalism is not a viable way for humans to live. Humanity cannot survive in a state of nature, because there is no state of nature for human beings. Natural resources must be processed if they are to be useful to man.
nothing much in the natural world can be used, in vitro. It is impossible to do much in an environment in which competition is universal. To make nature useful, mankind needs to live in social groups. Society needs and is, cooperation. But there is more than the simple need to cooperate, if mankind is to civilize. But why would we never civilize if the state of nature was the natural state of humankind? In nature, territory is acquired by force. There is almost universal competition for resources. The natural world does not belong to any individual or group. In nature right is given by might. If it can be done then the animal has a right to do it. There are no moral boundaries in nature. But are we animals or something higher? What if mankind has no legitimate right to squabble over what does not belong to us? If we attempt to grab what we can, ultimately, we will all be the poorer for it. What is worse, we will find ourselves living in a state of nature. Efforts by the state or other group to legitimize the claim of a special interest group to what God created is tantamount to a crime against humanity. We have power over nature, a state that is called dominion, but we do not have power over others, not directly by force or indirectly by law. We have jurisdiction authority only over what we have earned the right to. This is what we created. We have a right to the resources within a political jurisdiction, because political jurisdictions are created by adding value to the things of God. This is always a local event. But to attempt to circumvent this process and this right is tantamount to a declaration of war against humanity and the rights of man to what he created. Citizens have jurisdictional authority over their region. Citizens have a responsibility for the care of the natural wealth in their jurisdiction, because this is the wealth they created. It is not just that citizens have a right to the resources in their jurisdiction, citizens cannot abdicate their responsibility. Citizens are answerable for the value of their jurisdiction and the resources within their sphere of influence. But this kind of care is not available in a competition or a market which encapsulate the natural environment. In a war of all against all the spoils go to the most ruthless. There is then two possible scenarios. There is the naturalist one of absolute competition and one which abjures competition and war as a solution. This second option rejects the free market option and the regulatory power of the state as well as taxation and other factors which increase division and conflict. Natural reality is devoid of purpose. Competition is the order of the day because nature has no other way of resolving disputes. The question is whether reality is rational, logical, analytical and moral or it is irrational, without purpose, direction or meaning. The fact that we are all aware of this either or option is proof there is meaning and purpose in life. If life did not have meaning, we would be fighting not debating. There are two realities, two types of persons called races. There are two cultures or ideologies. We loosely equate them with the political left and right but a more accurate way to represent them is as the people of the flesh and the people of the spirit. The thing that has always hindered the right is the lack of a first order principle. As a result, the right tends to hinder and harasses the left. This plays into the hands of the left. Even the term, conservative, is linked more with resistance than an independent body of thought. But conservatism can have a positive aspect if we think of God's reality as real. The idea that conservatism pertains to an absolute, has two parts. One, the first part is reality itself. The natural world is perfect in its own sublime nature. But that is the problem. 
reality is perfect without human beings, but human beings have entered into the natural realm. We are here and we have to be factored in. 2. The natural world as a perfect realm is not designed for humanity. It is designed for beasts. Therefore man cannot but throw the hemostasis of reality off, simply by living. The more civilized man becomes, the more he creates a new focus. To be conservative requires mankind to be engineers rather than environmentalists. We must use technology to solve our problems not the mechanisms nature has in place. Humans impact reality disproportionate to our size and physical needs. Conservatives must accept the need for human intervention into reality but also the need to maintain boundaries. This interpretation of conservatism creates an interesting dilemma. We cannot life without causing massive environmental disturbance. But we cannot do this uncontrollably, in an environment of competition. But if we cannot dispute there is a wrong way of doing things, conservatives must establish what the right way is. We have already established a base or foundation on which to build. This might be labeled the tribal state of nature. This preserves the natural world in a pre-human condition, or it might even strive to push the world towards the pre-human state, but such movements deny mankind's full potential and if fact cannot be justified using any possible frame of reference. Competition does not justify the eradication of man but neither does any conceivable human purpose. This means conservatives need to look for an alternative to competition, elsewhere than to an environmentalism that advocates a return to a pre-human world. Conservatism is not simply a rejection of liberalism, in fact the opposite is closer to the truth. If we accept there is a purpose to life, then liberalism is nothing more than a denial of what we have affirmed. A conservative is a person who believes in an innate purpose of man. Therefore a conservative seeks to preserve and pursue this purpose. If reality is not owned by us but has value the conclusion is that our purpose is to add value to the assets created by God. If this reality of God is good and true it needs to be preserved and protected. This is the purpose of man. The first order principle is conservatism. Conservatism is the position that we have a purpose and value, and that purpose is to preserve truth and to protect it. Liberals want freedom and so attack truth with lies. Satan is the father of lies. The war for truth is centered on how we think. The war for truth is a war for our minds. It is a war of words in the sense that liberals want to redefine our words so truth is hidden in the lies of a corrupted language. As humans we need to strive to be more conservative, more trustworthy or predictable. We need to be people of faith whom others can have faith in. Conservatism is the first order principle because it gives us the purpose of life. Conservatism gives life its meaning. For without seeing human life as something of value, life has no meaning. Human life must have value if life is to have meaning. 